Hello, everybody. This is episode seven of the Weekly Nightly Podcast, and I'm Andrew, one of your hosts. I'm Carlo, the yep. other host. There's, host? Only, there's only two of us today. We uh, we we fired uh, we fired the guy who kept telling us that we were wrong. Yeah, yeah. But he'll be back. He always comes back. Yeah. So, we can never get rid of him. So thanks for joining us last time, Eric. That was fun. Um, we'll have you on again. Hopefully, we get Dave on here one of these days too. So shout out to uh, Dave. Um, so we got some a ton of games to go over, and some of them not so fun to talk about, but we'll talk about them anyway. Uh, yeah, we had we were two and two. Uh, I thought, ugh, like we should not have been two and two though. We shouldn't have been <laughs> two and two. I thought three of the four games we played, we were uh, pretty bad. To be honest with you, even though we kind of won one of those games, thanks to Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah. To be honest with you, he's Fleury's been really, really good. Yeah, and hopefully he gets a little more rest, but we'll get into that a little later. So, yeah. um, what are we going to talk about today then? So, yeah, we're going to talk about the regular season game reviews that we were just bringing up on those four games. Uh, we'll talk about the two games coming up this week from uh, for the Montreal Halloween game and then the Winnipeg game on Saturday. We'll give you some Wolves updates, some roster updates. Uh, we're going to do a segment this time called the State of the Pacific, and then we'll go into our five-minute major news from around the NHL. Oh, that uh, sounds like a lot to talk about. Lots of stuff, but uh, we're going to keep it about an hour, hopefully. Yeah, we'll. I'm pretty sure we we are. Like, I'm going to cut you off if you don't. I'm we'll just going to walk out of here and like, bye, I'm done. Yeah. Like, I, I work hourly, so. Let, let's just. Uh, I actually don't get paid for this, but. I, I mean, if we were getting paid for this, we'd probably do a lot better of a job. No, <laughs> no, I, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, we're feeling punchy today, so let's get right into how punchy that Philly game was. Uh, the the Philly game. Uh, first, for the the biggest story in that game was uh the gold uh the goalie. Yeah, Dansk was in net for the first time for Vegas since October of 2017. Yeah, it was against the Islanders, and he got hurt that game, and that's when uh, Lagasse came in. Yep. Yeah, and that's the beginning of our um. Uh, goalie rotation. The musical year goalies. One. Yeah, year. musical goalie. And somehow year. they all held it together that season. It was it was amazing. Yeah, but. I, and I couldn't just imagine when they announced Dansk for this game. The anti-Suban haters rejoiced and uh, celebrated, popping their champagnes. Yeah, and, and happiness. If, and for all you listeners out there, if you don't already know this, which you probably all do, because we post about it all the time on Twitter. Um, yeah, we're both Team Subban over here. So uh, yeah, I've been saying this whole time about Dansk that he is very, very streaky. So streaky. Very hot, hot and cold because he played in the Wolves later that week, and I'll talk about that later when we get to that. But but yeah, I mean this is your this is your Oscar Dansk, which I thought uh, he had a really bad showing. To be honest with you, he had he had his moments, but overall he he couldn't see past screens. He let in that soft wraparound goal. Uh, he just wasn't making the saves. That, because I thought we the Golden Knights had their opportunities this game. And the, de- and the defense was kind of messy the yeah. entire game, though, too. But the difference is because Brian Elliott on the other side was just making the saves that he needed to save. Yep. While Dance couldn't. Because the Golden Knights had high-danger opportunities in this game, too. Yeah. You know, this could have been a really high-scoring game, but Elliott did his job. Dance couldn't. Yeah, and it was really tough to watch. And then, so if you were watch, looking on Twitter that whole time, people were saying, "Oh, we should have brought Sparks up." Blah blah blah. And we'll get into Sparks's play in a little bit later. But 
Yeah, it, it's just it, Dansk is super streaky, and that's why he's not a even a backup goalie in the NHL. Yeah, exactly. And there's there's a few uh, other concerns that, that that showed up in this game, especially the defense. Oh, the tr- it's so the tr- bad. The, tr- the trouble was that we couldn't uh, get the puck out of the zone. No, there was no converting out of the zone and, and being able to carry the puck. Yeah. Um, and that was basically the theme of, like, most this of last week. week. This whole last week was the defense. And uh, it's, like I said, it's not like the Golden Knights didn't have their opportunities because when they did, they, it was high danger chances. Yeah. Golden Knights had a lot of high danger chances. And part of it, too, that we, 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 we it looks really bad is that we ran into really hot goalies this yeah. week. Uh, I thought Brian Elliott was amazing when he played. And uh, we could have... I, I thought this game could have been uh, five six, to be yeah, honest with you. I I would agree. I think that game could have been kind of evenly matched if their goalie wasn't playing awesome. Yeah. But but Elliot was playing decent. I, yeah. I mean, he wasn't insane. Like he wasn't flurry pitching shutouts and yeah. stuff. But he was good. But yeah, it, it's just it's just like I said, our defense is not all on Dansk. Our defense left him out to dry at some points, but. There are some saves that you were like, you got to save that, man. Yeah, you know, I mean, the, the to biggest... To keep us in the game, yeah. Yeah, the biggest Vegas issue, and this will be a recurring theme throughout the next couple games we talk about, is they they have trouble getting out of their own zone or getting in, getting through the neutral zone. It's, and it's not just a defense, too, because I think the forwards... Uh, it, 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 being a team that's known for defensive forwards like Mark yep. Stone... Paul Stasny, Cody, Cody Eakin, even Max Pacioretty, Carlson and Smith. Yep. They, they, they didn't really help out the defense either. They couldn't get the, the – they keep turning the, uh, the puck over. There was a lot of really bad passes that just couldn't – Oh, yeah. Yeah, but pa- the, passing was a problem. But also the bottom six was not doing well in any of these yeah. games really. Um, it, we'll get to the games where they – did do okay, but yeah, there there was some flashes from from uh, Carrier. I thought Carrier pl- had a really good week. It's just I always forget how fast he is. He he he's he, big and he fast. Just can't convert. Like, yeah, he's he's his brain is trying to catch up to his foot speed, and yeah, because like once he gets the puck, he, he he's so fast, and you see you see it, and it feels like he's just. Doesn't know what to do with it. That dude far. flies though. When he's going, he's going. And and here's the thing: he he set up Reeves a few times this week, and Reeves couldn't finish it. Yep. Reeves is not known to be a goal scorer, so no, I no. don't blame. I don't blame. It's like I, I I expected as much, but I mean, like at least he did he did once. Yeah, you know, and, later on and, the Ducks game, but and we'll talk about the the lineup for that game because that game had a very different feel. Yeah, but yeah, I mean Philly, Chicago, Colorado, all these games. You're gonna hear us talk about this throughout the next yeah. few minutes. Defense was an issue. Ch- well, Chicago, I thought um, it was a pretty. Flurry kept us in that game. Yeah, there was a lot of. Um, high danger chances that was given up by the defense, but yep. at the same time. Uh, who was in net for for them again? Was it Laner? Yeah, Leonard. Leonard. Yeah, Leonard was also really, really good. They were both amazing. Be- because this has been a theme in in this week. This is what I've noticed: is Vegas had a lot of opportunities. Yep. Vegas is actually one of the bet like uh, goals expected highest in the league. It's just they've been either missing the net on high danger opportunities. 
goalies making the saves or hitting the post. Yeah, and, so many posts from Pacioretty. Yes. That guy, like, once he stops hitting the post, is going to score a ton of goals all in a row. Pacioretty has been really good the whole week, though. He's one of the best players we've had. He's He's been week. playing really solid, and he's been, like, one of the guys cleaning up other people's messes, too. Yeah, he, he's been... Pacioretty's not known for his two-way uh, play, but he's actually been... is really good. He's just, he's just not as good as Stone or as Carlson or as Smith. And he's he's because he's so good at scoring that you overlook his two hundred foot game. But he's yeah. actually really good. Yeah, no, he, he's he, even but, though he didn't really get any goals, he impressed me a lot. And and the thing that I noticed that's different about Pacioretty overall this season so far, yeah, he's a lot less of a puck hog. Yeah, like but, last season, I felt like he was the guy who just wanted to get fed the puck and then shoot it. Because when you're in a line with Mark Stone, that he knows that he he's played with Mark against Mark Stone. Yeah. For years, when he played for Montreal, he knows what Mark Stone can do. Knowing that he he has a line mate like Mark Stone, he's more willing to feed, uh, feed him the puck. Well, and him and Stastny have been like personal friends for years and years. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, the, they played the, together. Yeah, yeah, the three yeah. of them just always look good. Like yeah. even even when the game is totally bad, they're usually the one line that does look decent. We'll get into where that broke down a little bit over one of these games. Yeah, but it's just it's it's just that like I said they run into hot goalies and they they create great opportunities. Same same with the top line too, I think. I think the top line had their own shares of uh opportunities oh, this There's week. so many chances throughout the whole week for like both those lines. Mar- Marchessault is a snake bit. Oh, he's cannot buy a goal right now. It's it's crazy. But when they come, they're going to come in in droves just yeah. like kind of um I I think it was Jesse wrote an article about Carlson. Yeah, expected and, uh, goals. And Carlson's starting to hit yeah, his stride, I think. Yeah. But Marcheseau, there are so many moments when I w- I'm watching the game. And so you're so used to Marcheseau burying those goals. And then he, he couldn't. Yeah, it's like it's like in his, his mind is like six inches off from where it should be yeah. or something. I, I think throughout the first, the, the first three, including the Pittsburgh game, to be honest with you, uh, in this... I think they were just the the top six is in the slump. Yep. A lot a lot of people started to panic because that's supposed to be this, our strength. A lot of people are blaming the bottom six that they need to do better. They need to do to con- contribute. But when you're the top six are not, which is supposed to be the strength of your team, is not producing. I think that was the biggest problem. Well, and that's we had. and that's the biggest thing though is that they're also supposed to go and you know where when you have a top six that's in a slump, yeah, you're supposed to have some people on your bottom six that can at least start trying to help produce. That, and that is to, fair. Yeah, and to a, to an extent, I think Vegas is almost there. Um, we'll talk about injuries and stuff in a yeah. little bit, but I, I, they're on their way back to where they need to be. Yeah, I I, I understand uh, like the top six having one bad game or. A two, but four straight games where you don't produce, that that to me is was the problem. Oh, those the, four games, the metrics of of how many minutes it had been since they scored a goal at five, five on five. five. Yeah. Oh my god, it, it got up to almost over two hundred minutes, right? Yeah. But we're, but to be fair, Golden Knight, the Golden Knight still has one of the best special teams in the league. Oh, and that's absolutely. what that's they've been keeping a, a, like that's how they've been keeping afloat. Yeah, well, isn't that how Tampa was so good last season? Was yeah, special teams? But, well, they're also really good for well, yeah. five, to be fair. But but yeah, I mean, if you looked at a lot of their goals, a huge percentage of them were on the yeah. power play. Like a lot, a lot of people panicked through, uh, especially after the Colorado game. Which, uh, if you want, you want to. Well, I want. I want to. Let's talk, finish up the Chicago, Chicago one a little bit. I want to talk about Flower in that game. Yeah, I mean, 
Flurry was he saved the day. Like the only reason that Vegas had a chance to even get to overtime was because of Mark yeah, Andre Flurry. They, we Flurry stole like he was he was amazing except for that one uh, botched play by Bischoff leaving Doc open in the back door. That that could have been a shout out for Flurry. Yep, because. Flurry, well, you could you couldn't get anything past Flurry. Don't tell Tyler Bischoff. Yeah, that was. Uh, uh, I bet you did tell Tyler. Bischoff. I did. I did tell Tyler Bischoff. Did I, he? Too. I bet he ignored you. No, he he replied. He said he had, <laughs> he said they had no comments for the defensive enhancements <laughs> uh, complaints because I told him I wanted to see a manager and a refund to my defensive enhancements. <laughs> Anyways, um, the hero of that day too was also Nick Holden with a with a tying goal. Well, and and also Mark Stone's pass to Nick Holden. Yeah, that was amazing. That's that's what. See, Mark Stone, he's our superstar, and that's what we needed from him. A yep. superstar play when you needed it the most. And that's what we, we, sh- we expect that from Mark Stone throughout the season. Yeah, but I mean, it, it all was because Flurry was just playing amazingly. Yeah. Like, uh, that was our second overtime game, too. And our first overtime game, which coincidentally both went to shootouts, our first overtime game was against Ottawa, which I thought we had. Uh, a really bad overtime, to be honest. We should have lost that game in overtime, but how bad we played in that overtime right. against Ottawa. But this uh, uh, overtime game, we actually played really well. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I I thought it was... I thought It was back and forth. Yeah, it was very yeah. back and forth. Um, you know. Flurry and... Uh, Leonard. Leonard, yeah. Keep forgetting. Flurry and Leonard was amazing in that overtime, and then the shootout... Uh, that was P- fantastic. Yeah, Piri again leads the shootout. Did, did he make the goal? He didn't, right? No, no he didn't he make didn't, the yeah. goal. Because I, I bet if, uh, had you been at that game, I, I know I it was probably, away. But you, yeah. you would have been yelling the same period. No, stuff. I probably was like, oh, I get it now. I, yeah, I, and, and then of course you'd be like, I'm cool with it. I'm and cool with that. He did. was like, god damn it, period. <laughs> you know. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about period a little bit more in a couple yeah, games here. Bit, but but that, it, it was a fun shootout, though. Because it, it was Marchie that got the tying goal with against... A Chicago, and then Theodore won it in the shootout. Yeah, you will see. Same move uh, every see, time. Theodore the, the has fake, one shootout move, and the he works. Backhand. He works like th- three out of four times. So, <laughs> so his his stats now are. I believe he was four out of six, so it's five out of seven. Yeah, and he does that move uh, in probably all seven of those every shootouts. every time. You know, you know who's really good at shootouts though, Alex Stuck. Yeah, I'm excited to see him yeah, back. You um, see him back, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's that was the Chicago game. That was that was a fun like it was a fun game because both teams had a lot of opportunities. Yeah, it was it was it was a, a goalie showdown. And and yeah, Vegas absolutely robbed Chicago. Of that yeah, game, yeah, because that game probably like there was a 90% chance that game was going to end in regular time with one zero. Yeah, because we we pulled Flurry, and that's when Holden uh, scored. With what a minute and thirty left? Yeah, it was a and, little. It was between a minute and thirty and two minutes. Yeah, right? and after that, I knew it was going to go to overtime. Yep. I wasn't sure if it was going to go because overtime is very, is very. But the NHL is one has one of my favorite overtime rules to be honest with you because three and three is so fun to watch. Yeah, and yeah. I always get confused because I get so used to like the, when you're early in the season, I'm like. Wait, why is there no intermission and why are we not playing twenty minutes? Like, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah right, yeah. right. We're, we're it's regular season. Regular yeah. season overtime is yeah. different, but I, it gets me messed up because I get so used to the uh, the actual like postseason the, the overtime. postseason overtime the the classic one because they started impl- uh, implementing the three on three what in two thousand six I think 
Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty recent. I, I like it. I know a lot of people hate the shootout, and I'm not a huge shootout fan. I would yeah. actually rather see it go into another five-minute overtime instead. Do we just make it ten minutes? Or just like, ma- take, take, take the tie back? Yeah, or just make it ten minutes because it takes them five minutes to set up for the shootout anyways, and then yeah. you're just sitting there. Ten minutes, and then the sh- and then end it. The, the reason why they have the shootout is because they want to end the game. Yeah. And they, they wanted to get rid of ties. Yeah. So that's that's the reason for the shootout. I'm also like I I kind of like the way that the uh, like IAHF and some of the other leagues do the win lose overtime stuff. Like they do yeah, the they, points different. In yeah, other because because in other leagues, uh, if you win, you get three points. Yeah. If you win in overtime, you only get two. The yeah. other team gets one. Yeah. And and the same with the shootout. Yeah, and I, yeah. I I just I think it makes more sense because it would be easier to see in the standings without doing the ROW differentials. Well, they and stuff. they actually changed the uh, tiebreaking rules this year. I think the first tiebreaker is a uh, point differential. Uh, no, this this year it is. Um, oh no, they included overtime, overtime wins. wins. Yeah, instead of just shootout because yeah, before so, it was just shootout. And well, it was like yeah. it was like yesterday before the Ducks game. Both teams were seven and five, right? Yeah. But the the Ducks won all their games in regular uh, in, re- in regulation. So they they got the tiebreaker over us because yeah. because two of our wins are in a shootout. Yeah. yeah, and then the next one is the goal differential. Yeah, which yeah, I, I, it makes sense. Um, but I it would be a lot easier if they just did the three two one points. Uh, um, yeah. Anyways, yeah. But it, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of difference. But no, it's just, it, there's it's, a lot there's. It's I don't, I don't want to read the yeah. standings that way. Yeah, basically. I don't. Want, I don't want to spend too much time on that because that's a whole lot. Oh of, yeah, that's a big can to open. We'll we'll but, go over that in an off season podcast. Yeah, someday. yeah. We'll, uh, or we'll save that to All-Star our point, break or something to our point standing point standing yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so anyways, now we get to uh, the 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 darkest before the dawn here, the uh, Colorado game, which was um, they're so I, good. Which I said earlier that this is the biggest test, uh, the Golden Knights. Uh, is about to take and when and when we finished the last podcast i know we were hanging out talking a little bit with eric last last week and i think we all kind of agreed that that there was no like clear like we none of us were saying oh yeah vegas is 100 percent gonna win that yeah no uh i thought it was gonna be a a close top fought game but it didn't turn out that way apparently dude they're so good uh i I said this before they are the best team in the west yeah and could be the league that definitely top five in the league, yeah, for sure. Like, and the and craziest make... thing is they played Vegas without even having Miko Rantanen. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's why when people made an excuse, we don't have Schmidt, we don't have Tuck yet. They don't have their they like second Rant... best assist score or, or assist points person. Yeah, Rantanen is one of the best players in the league. They Colorado played without him, and they played great. Let's talk about so, that first goal. Oh, with with uh, with our loving Belmar. With the assist from Mark Stone, oh yeah, the assist of Mark Stone. Uh, I was I was listening to this game, uh, to uh, to Dan Dan Duvas surprise, uh, surprise call that Mark Stone turned the puck over because he never does that. Yeah, maybe maybe Mark Stone wanted Belmar to score as a as a friendly gift because they're buddies, you know. He's like, hey, I re- that was probably on purpose. Yeah, it, and then Flurry's like, "Hey, buddy, come on! It's your it's your homecoming. Go ahead and score." It, That's my conspiracy theory. It was just painful though, because you could really tell that Vegas was just not ready for anybody to be taking a shot at that moment. Yeah, and like, then nobody all, was ready. Like, and, and then of all the people, 
those Pierre Edwards. You know, and, and I, out of anybody to score the first goal of that game, even though it was only like 28 seconds in, okay, congrats. Like, that that was nice, especially right after that nice tribute they did. Um, you uh, were that, at that game, that, right? I was at that game. The tri- That was before the tribute. Was it really? Yeah, it was. The tribute happened when Vegas got their first power play. Gotcha. So Vegas got, uh, I mean, Colorado committed a penalty. Uh, Belmont, Be- uh, it wasn't Belmont, Colorado, Belmont's about to go into penalty kill, and there was a TV timeout because of the power play, and then they played the tribute. Oh, okay. And it, they actually asked Belmar about it after the game, and they says like, he was worried that if the tribute lasted longer, he'd be crying, and he had trouble killing the penalty oh. coming in. <laughs> well, because so, he is one of the like best that. penalty yeah. killers for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, he he has actually done, done a lot for for the bottom six on that team. Um, yeah, like he's. And Belmar was him always and, a good player for for Vegas. Like he's fast. It was just a contract issue. With yeah, it. him and Kadri in the bottom six. Is, oh man, has yeah. been really good because Kadri scored two goals in this game too. Yeah, I mean, and and Belmar has been scoring like fairly consistently all season so far. Yeah, that's what you get when you have offensively upside fourth line wingers with you, instead of Ryan Reeves. the Brash the Bash brothers. <laughs> Well, yeah. we'll be talking about that in a minute because I don't see that as being a forever thing either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was Vegas's defense was just not good. Like, oh, that was the that one whole that, the whole team just looked like they were like see, didn't want to be there. See, Vegas had their shares of butt whoopings. Yeah. And, and nor and this nor it normally happens somewhere else. This was just embarrassing. It was this on Nevada was, Day. This was at home on Nevada Day. This was. Because year one, it was against Edmonton. Remember that game when Ferguson actually played? I thought that the year one was also against no, Colorado. No. No. Well, I mean, I'm talking about the butt whooping. Oh, oh okay. Uh, yeah. Nevada Day, year one, Colorado got our first shout out. So people are saying we shouldn't do it before. I always bring up the first Nevada Day game wearing away jerseys on on the oh afternoon. yeah the whole white jersey theory yeah, uh, yeah. That, by the way on. anybody that is is like into that just stop don't like that has nothing to do with us losing because the first time we did it we got a shout out I got free donuts it was delicious I was at that game that was I'm one in one in Nevada Day game yeah and just just a PSA we are not the LA Kings we do not need to have a Taylor Swift conspiracy exactly here. it's just exactly. D- don't get ridiculous don't guys. don't blame your jersey color for your losses. Do not feed that's into what, it. Yeah, because that's what the Kings does. Yeah, they it, blame Taylor Swift for their losses. Yeah, it, there's just just <clears throat> if you find yourself thinking that, just don't. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, so I was saying, um, you're going into the the last color or yeah, when, the butt the butt weapons. Yeah. So year one it was against Edmonton. I don't know if you remember that. And that was away though, right? Yeah, it was away. It was in Edmonton. That was when Ferguson played. Yeah. Uh, what seven minutes? He got, he got he he uh he had two shots against. One was saved, one was scored. The one was saved was against Connor McDavid, which I think I, I bet you Ferguson bragged about. I was like I made a save, but right? if I was Ferguson, I'd brag about it all the time. Anyways, year two it was against Calgary in Calgary. Everybody remembers that seven two Subban. Yeah, Subban yeah. was in every. That's 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 everybody's. That's the, all the Subban haters go to game. Yep. But there's a common theme between those two games. After those two games, we've gone into win streaks. Yep. This game has performed really well after they got their butts whooped. 
Because it's a wake-up call. It's the, a wake-up call, The team call, gets yeah. too comfortable, and this is exactly what Pacioretty was saying, is yeah. the team got sloppy because they were relying on Fleury to do everything. Yeah. They, 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 Fleury covered up a lot of their mistakes. Well, And, they, and Gallant pulled Fleury, and he basically said after in the interviews that yeah. it was to save Fleury from it both— was, It was embarrassing. Yeah, it was it, embarrassing, but it was not, also to save him from, uh, from getting injured or getting more yeah. frustrated. And it's not even Fleury's fault. No. Because our defense was Fleury's just total— just, Fleury's so competitive that he put it all on himself. Yeah. Like, he's just— that that kind of person that's why every game so far has looked like he's playing in game seven of a stanley cup final yeah because flurry just doesn't like to lose ever yeah he's i mean i don't know if anybody saw the the tweet about him like playing goal against goalie against his daughters yeah. but he wasn't even letting them have it yeah of course that's flurry uh, and speaking of flurry getting pulled though let's talk about the the other goalie mr sparks well, yeah sparky spark sparks so um, i thought he wasn't he was okay he wasn't as bad as dansk he was better than Dansk, but I th- I don't think he was he would because there's this one play in particular where I would like I said I was at the game. Oh, speaking of which, I, w- I would like to thank Brandon. I'll give him a shout out for getting me the tickets. Oh yeah, so yeah, so Brandon and I have worked together for years. Um, you know, happened to notice that or listen to our last podcast and heard Carlos say, "Yeah, I'm not gonna go. I'm a poor boy." And so then he's like, "Well, I didn't." Like I I I don't like to take check, so don't give me tickets, guys. That's I'm just thinking. I'll take them. No, yeah, I don't need them. I don't need them. No, but, but but yeah, no. It was it was just something where where my buddy Brandon happened to have an extra seat, so uh, and he was taking the rest of his family. So he's like, I was just gonna put my shit on that seat. And, yeah, like, he convinced me because like if you're not gonna use the seat, I'm like, right, fine. He literally was going to put his bag on the seat yeah. instead. So but uh, anyways, give him a follow on Twitter. He's a cool guy. He's the best guy. At five dollar uh, couch. Yep. And uh, he's, he's pretty cool. He's fun. He's fun. He's really fun to talk hockey to. And you know, my and he, my favorite thing though was absolutely that he sent me a text that says Carlo is sitting here just creating lineups <laughs> with the defenseman as the first oh, line. Oh yeah, I did. I did do that. <laughs> I was very like. You, you, you were just, just over it at that. You point. could probably you could probably tell when I'm frustrated because my, my tweet my my tweets is uh very sarcastic sarcastic and. Um, passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You had England as the uh, top line center. Listen, man, <laughs> he's the de facto captain, quote unquote, of the team. Everybody says that he's the captain, he's the leader. So we need him as our first <laughs> C. I mean, our one C. You know, uh, that's awesome. You know, and he need he needs scoring. I, I accidentally put Carrier in there. I meant to put Pacioretty <laughs> in there in the top line with him because he needs scoring. He needs scoring. So you know. And we had to put our best goalie, which is McNabb, in. Yep. Our best defensive pair, which is Carlson and Smith. Was the backup goalie Holden? No, it was Flurry. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you know, you gotta give him some rest. But yeah. no, that was that was um yeah, I was a little, uh, I was a little frustrated at that game, but you know, I it is what it is. Was. But speaking of Sparks, though, going back to Sparks, there was one play that I, I saw, that kind of I, I kind of yelled. In the stadiums, like, what are you doing? Because there was a puck. Spark, sparks. Uh, the puck was on his uh, left left side, right? Yep. And I think he was screened because he lost track of the puck. So the Colorado player passed it to the right, and it took Sparks about I don't know three seconds when he realized the puck was on the right. He was still he, looking on the left. Because he was still looking at the left. He was still on the left side of the of the of the net. Luckily the defense actually cleared that puck 
and they, they couldn't get the shot off. Because if they it was the the net was wide, wide open, because Spark, Sparks didn't know where the puck was. And and I I did I don't know who posted this. Uh, it, it was probably Jesse, but yeah. so somebody posted an article saying how basically difficult it is for any other goalie to play with this team because they got so used to flurry. Just, yeah, like basically having X-ray vision. Yeah, and being able to see through people. So like people don't realize they're screening their own goalie because flurry's like insane elite. Yeah, it's 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 crazy too because you notice that watch if you guys rewatch this game again and watch how Sparks looks through screens. I was actually talking to Brandon about this during the game and I told him watch how Sparks looks through screens. He's standing up. When when someone's in front of him, Sparks is really big. He's tall, he's bigger than Fleury, he's bigger than Suban, he's bigger than Das. He's the biggest goalie we have. He's standing up, he's looking over the the the, the defenseman in front of him. I mean the forward is in front of him. He's not on his goalie stance, but that's how he looks. If you look at, if you watch Flurry, he's in his goalie stance, he's looking around, yeah, he's moving always, around. He's always crouched, leaning left or right. Yeah, leaning left or right. But he's never on his knees like butterfly. Yeah. He's always like, yeah, he's, but he's always ready to drop. Yeah, he's ready to drop. He's ready. Flurry is ready. Sparks is standing up. He's out of position. He doesn't do it all the time, but he's a habit of doing it. Dude, I crouch for like yeah. two minutes and like my whole body hurts. I don't understand yeah. how Flurry does Ath- that in entire they're games. They're athletes, man. But yeah, Sparks is uh, like, I'm okay with him being a third goalie. I still like Subban a lot more because Subban has athleticism. He can go left and right quicker. Um, he do, he's yeah, his does, lateral move is Lateral good. movement is probably, I think it's better than Flurry, to be honest. I, I think Flurry actually has been I don't know if Dave Pryor's been doing this with both of them, but Flurry's lateral movement is better this year than it was yeah, last year. Yeah, it does by a lot. Yeah. He he would never do those right pad kicks like he did it's been crazy, doing all yeah. season. He, he was always more of a like dive save. Yeah. Um a, but I think he's his like fundamentals has been working, yeah. Yeah, it, he's been adopting a lot less crazy do whatever you want old school goalie yeah. and, and a little bit more technique, yeah. but it's it meshed so well so far this season. Yeah, but anyways, anything you want to talk about this game? No, I hated that game and it was sad. But yeah, I was there. I know. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't. But go. <laughs> I did stay for the whole thing because because you're a good fan. Because I'm a good fan. And a lot of people didn't, right? A lot of people didn't. A lot of people left. Uh, the sponge did the SpongeBob meme and says, "All right, I'm out of here." You know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Pat Pacioretty, you know, said what needed to be said. Yeah. Um, I think it was fair what he said because he didn't call out anybody in particular. He basically just said everybody was playing like crap. Which is true. It was true. It's actually, it's funny. Except Flurry. It's, it's, it's Flurry, and it's funny that Pacheco said that because I thought he was one of the few players that actually played well this week. Maybe that's and, why he was allowed to say that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so two days later, uh, yesterday in Anaheim, uh, the Anaheim game here in Vegas. Um, so I went to this game um, completely different. Different. Uh, so Anaheim got the first goal. Yeah, uh, it was, but I I didn't notice any panic. No, no, it was no panic, the and there, and it didn't feel like the knights were chasing. It felt like the knights are like, well, that was unfortunate. Let's fix it. Yeah, and you can tell the next shift with Mark Stone that they wanted to get it back. Oh yeah, and he did. Thanks uh, to Cam Fowler. Yeah, thanks to well, yeah, exactly. Mark's gonna get it back. The Ducks just gave it to him. Yeah, like, you know what, guys? They're like, man, you guys, we we beat Colorado for you, so we're gonna give you this goal. Yeah, exactly. And after that, it's, I'm, I'm also glad that that night they gave Flower a rest. Yes. Yeah. 15 shots on goal. That's crazy. They had, they had six shots in the first period, five shots in the second period, and four in the third. It, that was the lowest 
in franchise history for the Ducks shots on goal they've ever had. That's that's am- that's amazing. And that's that's literally what you want to happen. And and like Carlo was saying earlier with the bouncing back, but that's what you wanted to happen after that terrible loss. To yeah, Colorado. exactly. It was the the defensive core actually coming up and saying, okay, we gotta we gotta figure this. And out. And what I noticed, speaking of defensive core, is when o- when notices Nick Hague playing in that game, yep. he played very differently than he did. Because what I've noticed him playing with England before he got replaced by Bischoff is he played very conservative, conservatively. Yeah, he, he looked that, nothing like he usually does on the walls. That's not that's not that's not Haig. Haig is known for his of Haig is known to be offensive, but also defensively responsible yep. when he has to. But like since he started playing for the Golden Knights, he hasn't really popped offensively. He's been so concerned that he for not letting the other team go around him that he's been playing so conservatively that game i've saw, i've seen him so much shot attempts by him more shot attempts by him and he was just any- moving the puck so well yeah he 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 was more aggressive and i mean i don't think that the team is totally out of the clear right this second just because anaheim was coming off a back to back game where yes. they beat colorado exactly at which colorado which were they Played really hard in that game. They're also missing their top two defensemen. Uh, and one of their forwards. I can't remember which forward they're missing. But they're also hurt. But we're, the Golden Knights are also hurt. Yeah. Missing their top defensive man and, and one of their forwards. Yeah, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes here. But like, it, it was a good game. Um, Carlson got his second goal in two games. Yeah, that was that was, that was was a fun... And the Carlson goal in the Colorado game was nice. Like, it was... That was, like, one of the only redeeming moments yeah 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 like what oh yeah i just remember because i i i I forgot about that goal you just mentally blocked the whole game out yeah (laughs) until you just mentioned it was a pretty goal though like yeah he did like carlson's like looking like he should be looking yeah um going back to the anaheim game because uh gibson allowed five goals but i thought he played really well yeah considering he allowed five goals 49 shots though 49 was, shots, he saved 44 of them. Yeah, I mean, that's not... That's still not... So if you think about it, the, the league average is a little above a, a 90% save average. Yeah. And that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Five out of 50-ish. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And, it, like, I feel bad for Gibson. Like, you feel bad for Flurry, right, when you saw those games and Flurry kind of... But you feel bad for Gibson, too, after that game because, man, Gibson's been carrying that team alone. At least Flurry has some... Uh, you know, he knows that when the team in front of him gets going, it'll be fine. Gibson has nothing has nothing like that because he knows he has to carry this team. Oh yeah, all season. Yeah, it's Philly, Chicago, and Colorado is is how the Ducks played the entire last season. Yeah. So like it, you know, be happy you're a Golden Knights fan. Yeah, because you have you have a great top six. You have a decent defensive core. You have an up a uh, few up and coming young stars. That's uh, and then your bottom six are serv- is serviceable, but the, the the ducks I don't know what they have. No, but let's talk. Let's go back to Anaheim for or to the Anaheim game for a second and talk about the fourth line. Yeah, the fourth line had a great because uh, was, had a great night. They had a brand new addition, Nicholas Wah. Yeah, they, it it was um, Nick Wah was great. To oh, be he, with you. he looked fantastic. Uh, his faceoffs were weird at the at the start. He kept getting kicked out of the faceoff, but but he I think won he was, three. He won three out of three. 
Yeah. In, the, in a first period. Yeah, no, it was the ones he got kicked out of, but I couldn't figure out why he kept getting kicked out. It's I never I never do. I, I feel yeah, like I the, never I don't I feel, understand it. I feel like the the ref just look at his face like you have a booger. Get out. Like I don't like your face. I don't like your face. Get out of the face. He's like you but, you look 12. I'm going to move you. Cuz <laughs> Nick Wah is one of the best face-offs guys I've ever seen. I, 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 I he's like the best fourth line center I've uh, like that I would put there. He he's he, really good. He's so good. Like I remember, I don't know if he was on a podcast, a podcast, or was I, or, or we were just talking about Cody Glass and the 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 finals, the Calder Cup finals. Yep. When I remember when I told you that Cody Glass uh, is really good in the faceoffs, mm-hmm. but during the Calder Cup finals, Nick he Wall. lost every single faceoff to yep. Nick Wall. I want to say. Er, Every most single of one, them, most of them, and and Nick Waugh defensively as as a as a forward is he's insane. really good. Like pe- penalty kill wise, he's awesome, and he also like just has a lot of defensive responsibility. When I was watching the Calder Cup Finals last yeah. last year he, or last season, he he had a bunch of takeaways on the Wolves. The, when you watch games like these, you can see why they're okay to trade Halla for Waugh. I mean, Hall- did, you, did you see that breakaway? Like, oh my god, that his goal? Yeah. He he split two defenders. He went all two hundred feet. Two hundred feet. No, it was almost uh, two hundred feet. Yeah, he blue, was, blue line to goal. It was blue line to goal. I think it, it got, was behind the blue line though. Yeah, like, uh, he was he was almost at the goal line uh, yeah. for Vegas, but like not quite. He was somewhere between there and like. I thought, the, he, was in a, I thought he got the puck in the neutral zone. No, nah, he was he was around the uh, the if you're if you were the goaltender if you were Flurry yeah. it'd be the left hand faceoff circle. In, okay. in the zone. Okay, but that was that was he had two defenders defending against him, and he had to face John Gibson, one of the best goalies in the. In the league and somebody took and the puck from him and he got and he, it back he got it back and he scored a goal that was amazing and you can see his face afterwards i think he was in disbelief that he scored that goal well well and i love i love how he hit the boards too like yeah it, it was just great like because yeah. i was watching him he was so excited like and then and then it like hit him that he actually scored his first nhl goal and he just like had this big ass smirk but he didn't say anything he wasn't like screaming he was yeah. just smiling at I, I don't know if you saw my tweet of the screenshot of him looking so shocked yeah he's like <laughs> yeah. all, we just made shock faces. I yeah, realized we're on a podcast. That was, that it was, was funny, and and the crowd went wild. Like yeah. the entire arena. Like it's the same. I can't. I I I haven't been there for the first goal because Cody Glass. I've been like, there for both. Same, now. same thing happened with Cody Glass, yeah. right? I, I I just wish in Montreal when we play Montreal on Thursday, where I'm gonna be at the game. Nick Hague is gonna get his first goal. Oh. And I'm gonna be there. Cause I want to be there. Cause I, 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 that's one thing I haven't experienced as a Golden Knight fan is, a, is being is a, there to be first for, goal, first NHL goal. Yeah, it was. Uh, so that was my second one of the season. So I, I was at the home lucky opener, you. and then I went, I went to the one nice. yesterday. I just, I got lucky apparently. But yeah, yeah. I would love to. Well, we're both going to the Halloween game. So yeah. um, if you guys just say like messages on the. Uh, the tweets to the Twitter boards and the meetup or something. I don't know. Say hi. Yeah, I, I'm sure I'll see. Some of you there. Um, I I believe I'll be seeing Scott for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there. I'm, I'm also actually going to the Winnipeg game too. Are, you, are wait? Are you sitting in the the single seat for either of those? Maybe. No. Oh. No. Why would I? I don't know. I thought it'd be funny if you sat in that seat. No. Uh. Anyways, no. That was a that was a nice rebound game. Like I said. Yeah. It it, it was good. Stone had what two or three points in that game. He had two points. Yeah, and one of them was he had uh he had a goal which uh a quote unquote well, it's, goal. What, what's hilarious <laughs> about uh Stone's stat line is that he, he didn't record a shot on goal, <laughs> but he has a goal. 
It still should have <laughs> recorded a shot on goal. Tampa. No, it wasn't because he hit the post. Oh, and then he and then Fowler went to clean it up. And yeah, hit Fowler, it the wrong way. yeah, yeah. And exactly. Landeskog did that in overtime against I think it was Pittsburgh. Yeah, um, where he knocked it in instead of pulled it out. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Speaking of the the, the upcoming games that we're going yeah. to though, so so Montreal Halloween the uh, the the Thomas Atari revenge game. I mean Nick Suzuki revenge game, and then also. Patches gets to say hi to his old boys. Yeah, oh, his old boys again. This is uh, what the third is the third game against them. No, he didn't play one of the games last year. Yeah, he was injured. Yeah, um, and I think it was the one that was in Montreal last yeah. year. Yeah. So this, I think, is going to be his first time back on the ice at Montreal. Like no, when well, not this game, but like next time he yeah, in if he stays healthy, yeah. yeah. But, but this is going to be a fun game. Well, also something to note is that Montreal plays Arizona on the thirtieth, which it's is going to be a back to back. It's a back to back. Yeah. So. This similar to what just happened yeah. to the Ducks. Montreal is going to play hard against Arizona and then be tired against Vegas. Yeah, I wonder if uh, I want I want them to play Carey Price because we've had troubles with backup goalies. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, Holy because crap. like let's see. Uh, well, uh, against Leonard? Pittsburgh, against Pets, uh, against Pittsburgh, he was the backup goalie. He was the, the well, guy. and then Yari. Was, yeah, it was yeah yeah Yari. We we had trouble in Yari. We had trouble against Elliot. And Leonard is technically the the backup to uh, to uh, Crawford. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so a, and a, a group, well, Grubauer, except for Grubauer, we, Grubauer is, Grubauer is a starter. Is, is a starter. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully uh, we we don't play Price. Uh, hopefully we play Price. I guess. I because we played Gibson and we played really well against Gibson. And yeah, and the craziest thing is that Gibson didn't play the back to back. He was rested. Yeah. Exactly, because uh, what's his name play? Uh, Miller, Miller played. And yeah, Miller played Miller. insane. Yeah, and he's almost forty, isn't he? Yeah, he's yes, yeah, and he's like he's older than Flurry, but I don't think he's like thirty nine. I think he's like thirty seven or something. Yeah. Um, but, so, uh, do you think they're gonna give the same uh, the Belmar treatment to Nick Suzuki? No, I don't think they what will. About the t- what, Tom, what about Thomas Tatar? Definitely not. Okay. I don't think they're gonna do anything for any of the players that night. Uh, did they do anything for Brandstrom? They they put no, like, they did it. Yeah, they no. said said something on the the like broadcast about the brand wagon but they yeah. called it the brand wagon yeah they did uh although the fans did something for uh ali last I yeah i saw that they, i saw that we're Somebody, assigned to welcome yeah. back ali which was pretty sweet because she's the she's with the announcer ducks for now. the ducks now yeah right? she's with the ducks now yeah gotcha so so yeah no the, it this is gonna be a fun game though i uh like montreal is good they're not but they're like a league above they're above average team i think montreal they have he has some Really good players like Domi, Tatar. Um, they they have. Bruin, yeah, I think they have potential, but I think that they're still in a rebuild. They they all, I think they're in between. Yeah, I, I mean th- they could beat us for sure. I think they I think they already have the pieces. They just need to get experience. They're not gonna make it through the playoffs, but they're they're yeah. gonna do okay this season. Yeah, they're, they're gonna, gonna do be, better than last season. I think they're a bubble team, like playoff bubble team. They can make the playoffs, yeah. but but they're know. probably not gonna go deep. Yeah, or, or they don't make it at all. They're just in that kind of range you know well you know what was weird is montreal did not make the playoffs last season but they were like they were really close they were like two points about yeah they were like like one win away from like making the playoffs. you got eliminated like the last day well and and everybody gives me crap this time of of year because i get all bent out of shape about not getting points on certain games yeah but at the same time that's why i get bent out of shape is because once you get to the end of the season you see how close the point standings can get yeah it gets close but there's just it's just because the reason why in the early season because there's room to write the ship. Well, you know, and, and for me, like uh, my per- I, I understand every point matter, 
but at the same time, you know, there's there, there's a lot of season left. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A lot sure. of time to turn it around, you know. Like my my perspective is always on I like on the the games against Colorado and Anaheim. I was talking to Carlo and some other people. I'm like. Yeah. I'm like, out of both of those, I'd like to see Vegas at least beat Anaheim. And that yes, was because it's divisional. It is a divisional. That makes sense. But, uh, like, if for ex- we'll take last year, for example, where the Golden Knights was second to the last in the Pacific at this point oh, of the right. season. And they had time, time to turn it around, and we came, yeah, we're, we'll be fine. Yeah, and look at the Blues. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. like, the Blues yeah, are now, like, the, the, the exactly. poster child for that. Yeah. Um, hopefully. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's going to happen all the time. And it's not going to happen to the Sharks. We hope uh, Hopefully <laughs> not. But it's, it's just... It, it, especially if you watch the g- games and you do see that the team is just in a slump, you know that's what I see this past week. I don't. I didn't think they were terrible. I think there were a lot of people were panicking. They were just horrible. They were bad. We had our problems, but I think it was fl- fixable problems. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't. It wasn't really like glaring like what you see with the sharks yeah for sure so so yeah that'll be a fun game though are you gonna get dressed up in a costume for halloween probably not uh i i will be but i'm not gonna tell people you'll have to look on my twitter um <laughs> and and you'll I find was, out that way. i was thinking about it but it's because like, i have to work that day and I have to go straight from work and i i don't like dressing up we just got stuff. something like easy to wear that's stupid but yeah. hilarious, and and it's very fitting. So well, you'll see it. You'll just have to look on Twitter on Halloween. What about the uh, Winnipeg game? So Winnipeg is having a weird year. Um, um, they're they're not doing particularly well. Yeah, it's because they don't have any defensemen. Yeah, they didn't they trade them all away or they all UFA? They're out? all they're all hurt or thinking about retirement. Yeah, they're all. <laughs> yeah, that's just it is what it is. I guess. Uh, yeah. Um. So I don't know. I I I think that. It'll probably be a win, but who Winnip- knows? No, Winnipeg still has a really good forward group, though. And uh, and we have had traditionally weak defense for recent times. So. Yeah. Uh, they still have really good... Hallibuck is still really good. Um, like I said, their forward group... We, we've we've played you've we've played Winnipeg plenty of times. We we had a series with them. You know how dangerous their forward group can yeah. be. I would like to see... Um, and we're, we're going to talk about injuries in a minute here, but I... If Subban is healthy, I'd like to see him play one of these games. That's true. I do want to and see pro- Subban. I'd prefer him to play the Winnipeg one. Yeah, because the more rest Fleury gets, the happier I am. I'm Same. not saying rest him every game because I love watching Fleury play, and he's amazing. But I want to see him more in the playoffs. I would prefer to at least have one game, especially on heavier weeks, like two games, but one game a week at least like, uh, would be oh, nice. Backup? Of a backup or Fleury? Of of a backup, I was gonna say like you want. Like, no, no, no. I, I want I want to see a backup goalie be, play, play one game every week or two at the yeah, minimum. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's how, that's how Boston's doing it. Well, they have and, and, and outstanding goaltending. Yeah, Boston and Nashville. They that's both how they're do. doing. Yeah, like that's the thing. Is that's like, that's what, that's the dream scenario, and I think Subban has the potential to be able to. And do I think that. I think he, like, I think he's gonna. You, I think he's a UFA after this season, though. RFA, he's RFA. He's still RFA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still think he's gonna maybe want to go elsewhere and try to get that to happen. And I'm after looking at everything that happened in the off season, I'm just a little upset that uh, DeSmith actually got waived and made it through yeah. waivers. Yeah, a lot of people like a lot of people overreact a lot on waivers and stuff. I know. I'm just sad because I'm like, man, like that would have been a really, really good. I still prefer Subban over DeSmith, to be honest. I think it depends on the situation, but I think DeSmith over a longer period of time is pretty decent. I'm just, I'm just, yeah, because 
Th- that's true because my only concern with Subban is his injuries. injuries. Yeah, and so. and that that's the biggest thing is that DeSmith stays relatively healthy and stays relatively consistent even if he only plays a few games. Yeah. Um. So who knows what'll happen next season? But yeah, just thought I'd add that little nugget in there. Um. Oops. So. You want to uh, so anything else about Winnipeg? I, I think it's just going to be a game that's going to be you know a good one to go to, a good one to watch. Yeah, Saturday. it's going to be fun to watch. I wouldn't knock it as a win because Winnipeg, like I said, Winnipeg's forward line is still very dangerous. Yeah, neither no games are guaranteed. Yeah, these days. exactly. Um, especially this early in the season. Like I, I've been posting on Twitter about how like you know I sports bet for fun here and there, but yeah. I won't even start until there's been at least ten games played. I I, I made a rule about, oh, for myself that I never bet. For my teams that I root for, I for me it will only be um, prop bets. Like I said, Mark Stone would score a goal. Last okay, night. that makes sense. Okay. Um, and and it was just because he hadn't scored a goal in at least a couple games. Um, and I'm like, yeah, he's gonna get something going here. And um, yeah, I put five bucks on it. All whatever. Right. Uh, but, let's move on. Let's talk about yeah. uh, the Chicago Wolves. They had one game uh, this weekend, and uh, I don't know if I kind of quote unquote live tweeted it, which wasn't really live because I watched it. After the game was over, and and so backstory is Dan in seven games in the game one of the opener for yeah. the Wolves came to Vegas or or played for Vegas in Philly, let in another six, six and then what happened in this game? Uh, he pitched a shutout. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you though, um, he was really good, but wasn't that he that, wasn't tested a lot? Yeah, I was gonna say wasn't the team they were playing not great. Yeah, Ma- Ma- Manitoba, not very good. It's not. It's Nashville's um, uh, farm farm team. Okay, they weren't very good. Uh, they they had they they've been having trouble scoring, uh, but they were they've been good defensively. That's the thing. But Lucas Alvarez and oh, Gage Quinney, they're so good. Right are the now. two are the two best players in this in this team? And Alvarez is just a straight up playmaker. Oh like. my! Like every time I watch Elvin, like. He's had his hands in almost every goal they've scored. Like I think it's six, like thirteen out of sixteen or yeah. something like that. Elvinez, like if you have a chance to watch the Wolves and you watch Elvinez, like five out of like five out of six shifts, he he comes up with a great scoring chance. And it, 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 like I'm so impressed by this kid. This is his first year in North America. And he's playing like this. And he's on a. He, that means he was on a European sized rink before, right? Yeah, play, but he was playing with against adults. But the thing well, about Elvin, what's Gusev's excuse? I don't know. <laughs> but the thing, the thing, like Gusev is also twenty six. Anyways, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so the the thing about have Elvin is so he still needs to work on his two hundred foot game. But the thing is, he's in the line with Gage Quinney, which is. Probably the best 200-foot forward they have on the Wolves. And he's also a true Vegas-born. Yeah, he's a true Vegas. He was, if you don't know, Gage Quinney was born in Las Vegas. His dad played for the Las Vegas Thunder in the ICHF uh, back in the early 90s. Um, so I really want to see Gage Quinney get a chance in Las Vegas because, because of Even that. Even if it's just one game, I just yeah. want to see him be able I to think, play on that roster. Here's the thing. He's playing so well right now that I think he is going to eventually get a chance get a shot maybe later in the year when we're coasting and look just resting players or maybe next season maybe next season what's his position again he's a set he's he actually he can play all three four positions because they're they're gonna need more left wingers yeah that's the weakest he 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 shoots left but he i've seen him play right uh actually no i take that back i don't think i've ever played he can play either center or left wing i take that back i don't think i've ever seen him play right and then elvin is right he he plays left he plays both wings okay 
because he's uh, he he plays le- when he played in uh, the junior tournament he played left wing but right now he's playing right wing because McGinn the, their other line mate only plays left so yeah maybe when somebody gets injured especially that the big question mark spot is third left wing all yeah, season I, it doesn't matter I want to see Qu- Queenie get a shot there or Elvinus Elvinus like I said I think it's too early because he is still a little bit smaller. I think he still needs Isn't to get he a nineteen little... or something. No, he's twenty. He's he's oh, the okay. same draft class as Cody Glass. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. He he still needs to gain a little bit more weight, I think, because uh, he's a little he's a little bit shorter too. I think he's only six foot. And Quinny's a little older, right? Yeah, Quinny's twenty four, which which I think that's why he's gonna get a sh- chance sooner than Alvin is. Yeah. Um. Another another takeaway I like I got from this game is White Cloud is his first game back. Is his first game, uh, after his injury, and I thought he played really well. I thought he got paired with Jimmy Schultz, and I thought because of that, Jimmy Schultz played much better. And Jimmy Schultz was able to have a little bit more offensive. Yeah, they actually got paired together in the set in the second unit of the power play too. Okay. Yeah, Coglin Coglin is a lone center, a lone sorry defenseman in the first unit, and yep. then you get White Cloud and Schultz in the second unit. Because White Cloud, out of like all three of those defensemen you just mentioned is the most defensively responsible. Uh, yeah, but he has some offensive upside. But he's very much more of a stay-at-home type. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then... Like, like, uh, like, real quick, who do you compare White Cloud to on the NHL roster right now, on the Golden Knights? On the Golden Knights? Uh, like- yeah, he's a mini Nate Schmidt. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's, I don't think he's going to be as good as Nate Schmidt, but his play style where he can play... Uh, he's more def- he can shut down players, but he has some offensive upside. Okay, cool. but he's more like he's better defensively than he is offensively. And and Nate Schmidt is very well balanced. Yeah, he's the kind of well balanced cool. guy. Well, that's that's good to know yeah. because that that's another person that we've never seen play on the Golden Knights like recently. Yeah, another another player uh, to highlight uh, is Lishian's Jake Lishian's first goal. It was an empty net goal, but it was it's still. It still counts. It, yeah, still counts. <laughs> Gonna rub your uh, cobwebs off. He's he's playing the fourth line with Ben Jones and uh, Luan. Uh, Lowen. Lo, 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 Lowen. Yeah, I think it's Lowen. Yeah, yeah. He's playing. It's uh, it's a rookie line because Lowen's also a rookie. Uh, they've been playing okay. They're not getting enough minutes. Cotter Cotter is impressing me. The more he plays, because he you can see Cotter. He's a, he's a he's a Sinbin type player where he's very flashy. <laughs> he just flat. He just shows skill out of nowhere, and you're just like, "What? What?" You're, you're like, "How did that yeah. just happen? Or what just, just happened?" It just happened, but <laughs> it needs to do it a little bit more. Con- like he, I think he relies on it too much right now, and he le- he needs to play a little bit more in, in structure. Was this I the think. game that also Nick Haig played in while he was no there? No, or was no, that no. the game before? No, no, no. Because Nick Haig was uh, playing uh, in Anaheim. Because this is this is Saturday. This oh, happened okay. on Saturday. It was the game before that yeah. that Haig played in. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, that which was... we can we can. T- oh crap! I didn't actually. No, nah, no, it's fine. Much, but, yeah. but I totally that... forgot that happened. I didn't put. My, I didn't bring my notes for that. But I I did like that though. That yeah. while while Vegas was still in Chicago, they're like, yeah. hey Nick, go play this game with the Wolves. He played the game and then went. Back with, to Vegas, yeah. Like they, they, and play, and play they sent him down. Time. They sent him down um, to the AHL to play that game, and then brought him yeah. immediately back up. But yeah, this is this is. I'm talking about the Saturday game. I totally forgot they actually played that game. Like the Thursday or Friday. I didn't bring my no. I didn't, I didn't. Sorry, my bad. I don't. I yeah, I, I but didn't that was a good that game one. too. That we won that game. Yeah. So yeah. So they're they're on a two game streak now. Right? Yeah. Uh, speaking of Hague, uh, he's going back to the Wolves though. So we're gonna watch a little bit more. Speaking of. 
all the prospects right now. Yeah. They're, yeah. So Nick Hague, the both the Knicks with the C's. Yeah. No Nick Hague, Nick Nickwa, Nick Nick Nickawas, and uh, and Sparky, 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 Spark, Spark, and, and Bischoff. Sorry, Tyler. Uh, all went down to the wolves. Yep. But don't panic, guys. Yeah. Because everybody's coming back. No, I want to say everybody. Well, everybody's coming back soon, though. I want to say everybody because I think it's at least one defenseman and 50-50 on Wah that's coming back. Well, I, I meant everybody that was injured is coming back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. That's why they got want to? Do you want to talk, talk about the, 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 roster, the roster moves or do you want to talk about the injuries first? Let's, let's finish up with the roster moves real yeah. quick. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, the... the I, I agree. I think Wah absolutely should have more shots at the NHL because yeah. he looked... He, was, he looked great, yeah. Like, he he makes... The, so I realized how much the center position has had an effect on that line because when you put Nozick there, and nothing against Nozick, he's a decent player. I, I, I thought he's played well. He's played well, but it wasn't the same feeling and speed that you got out of Bellamare. Yeah. And Wah has more speed than, like... And he's big. Really, yeah, and he fits that physical. Imagine, style imagine too. like if Reeves gets a little bit healthier and gets his, his explosive speed off the starts back, and then Carrier's skating like he has been, and then Waz the center. Yeah. That's gonna be like the fastest fourth line in the NHL. Yeah, but here and they'll beat the crap out of each other yeah. or out of anybody. Yeah, but yeah, he got sent down to the the reason why they got sent down though is the Chicago Wolves are in, are in a road trip to Tucson, Arizona, which is what like five hours away from here. Yeah. Like, 45-minute flight? Yeah, if that. Yeah. So, they sent them down, I think, because they play tomorrow. Well, we're, we're dating. It's on Tuesday. We're, we're dating when we're recording this. Yeah. So, it's, uh, they play Tuesday and Wednesday. And, and then the ve- next Vegas game is Thursday. It's Thursday. So, what I'm, what I'm thinking is... Uh, they're gonna they're gonna call up a defenseman. I think they're... I'm not, I'm not even... I don't even know if they're gonna play, though. I'd like to see White Cloud. Just no, no, I, I think it's either going to be Bischoff or Haig. It'll probably be Haig. Uh, it depends on England's health too. If it's England, yeah, is he in, actually injured? Because there he wasn't in the most of the third period. Um, uh, Gallant said it was a minor injury. He's day to day. Okay, and it's just precaution. So there's a chance, but that... he didn't practice today. Okay, so there's definitely a chance that one of these yeah. guys comes back. So up. So what I'm thinking is if. If the if the rookie defenseman is gonna play on Thursday, he's gonna play tomorrow, but won't play on Wednesday. Yep. So I think we'll know who's gonna get called up by yeah. watching the next two game, Wolves games. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then what if Wai is gonna get called back up to? He's probably not gonna play on Wednesday either. Let's see. Because because if if they if they're planning to play Wai on Thursday, right? They're and you're gonna play. Wednesday, and, yeah, yeah, you're gonna if you're gonna play in both Wolves games. No, yeah. Wednesday will be a travel day for one or two of those guys. Yeah, but here's the thing: I don't think I don't think Waz is gonna play because Alex Stuck is back. Yeah, which means Nozick can play center. Um, but he, he's gonna slot back into center down there. But what I want to happen is put Wa there instead of Reeves, or put Nozick where Reeves is, or that. Yeah, and put Wa in center. I like Wa as a center. <laughs> he's a way better faceoff guy. Oh, I like. But Waugh he can al- you can always take faceoff and play the wing. I know, but I just I, I like his play style. Like I I yeah. I've been really high. I mean, Carlo's been hearing me talk about Wa all off season. Wa Wa. No, but seriously, <laughs> like I have been really big on that that guy because he makes the difference on the fourth line for he's, sure. He's, I really like. I I also like uh, Nick Wa though, but like I said. Um, We'll see because yeah. Alex Stuck is back. That's the other update. We Everybody's don't know. coming back. We don't know part. if they're back, back, but they practice today. Full, yeah, full, full contact. Full contact. 
Uh, Subban was also back. Subban Schmitty. was also back, so I I doubt they're going to call up Sparks. So Sparks is going to stay in in yep. the AHL for a while, so, which means Ferguson is going back to yep. Fort Wayne, and which also means hopefully that Subban plays one of the next two games. Yeah, uh, hopefully because I I like Subban. Uh, yeah, Schmidt's back, so that's that's why I'm that I'm I'm iffy if they're going to play one of the rookies. And and it, it's interesting because they just had this big comeback with the whole Anaheim game. Then you get the full like, yeah, real roster back. The next cup, the next week could be really interesting. Now, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how the sh- this new shakeup, because Turk doesn't like changing his lineup when they win. Who do you think? Who do you think they'll really put as center? Because I I feel like <sighs> I, ever since Glass has been out of center, he's looked not as. Awesome. He's still good, but but most of his his he's sparks way, now are on the power play. Yeah, he he's way way better as a center. Way better, and I really uh, I, I doubt it's gonna happen though. But I do wish Turk will put Glass on center, Eakin on left, and Tuck on the right. Yeah, I that's what I'm hoping yeah. as well. Because right right now, and Eakin has not looked great this season. He has no points. Well, and his injury, I and think, he slowed can't him finish. down. And he can't finish. Yeah, his I, glasses fed him so many chances. And but his I, whatever injury he had seemed to have made him slower this season. Um, yeah. Well, this could be age too. He's not that old. No, he's not even thirty. Yeah, but like, yeah, I've seen so many times where glass fed uh, Eakin and couldn't finish. Yeah. All right. So. So we're we're gonna do uh, we're just gonna talk about the state of the Pacific here for like two or three minutes, just kind of going through where we see things happening right now because yeah. we just we thought we thought the way it's shaking up so far is really interesting. Interesting, yeah, interesting. I still I still stand by my early uh, season prediction where I think the three teams uh, is gonna be uh, Vegas, Arizona, Edmonton. What about uh, what about Vancouver or Calgary? They could they they're they're really good, but I think they're gonna fall off. Uh, Calgary's goaltending is still very very iffy. Uh, same with Edmonton, to be honest, because the, uh, do we, you know what? Yeah, it's between those two. It's between Edmonton and Calgary for that third spot. I don't but know. I Vancouver think, could could make a make a jump here. Yeah, they're still. Too, I think they're still. I think I think they're a year away. Yeah, I still think they're a year away. They're Quinn too Hughes, young. though. Quinn Hughes is one is amazing. Is is is. Gonna be a. I love Cody Glass, but with Hughes and Makar on the mix, I don't think he's gonna. He has a shot. Not even close. Yeah. Uh, Makar is almost guaranteed to to get Makar it. Makar or Hughes. Hughes is having a good. Yeah, Hughes. Yeah. That Hughes is. This Hughes, yeah. Quinn Hughes. Quinn. Uh, isn't isn't Jack his brother? Yeah, they're brothers, and Jack is starting to turn on right now. Actually, yeah, um, he had like three points the other game. So, but yeah, I think Makar has some sort of special talents, man. Yeah, it's it's, it's but, crazy. But yeah, I, I mean, I think you're right though. Vegas is definitely going to end up in the top three. Um, I think I think Arizona is just really good. Arizona is really high in really Arizona. Good. They had a bad start, but look at them come back. They've to, won- be, to be honest with you, they had they lost to the first two games. But like I said before, they played really well in those two games against re- two really good teams. Yeah, one of them was Boston. Yeah, um, I think wasn't the other one Pittsburgh. Yeah. Something like that, but I thought they played really well and they just couldn't they they couldn't win it. But they're they're really good. And Calgary has not looked awesome this season. Yeah, like, that's why that's why I'm a little iffy. They're six three and, and two or whatever, but they they did not look as good as they did last. Yeah, year. they've lost to a lot of bad teams. Well, they're also choke artists. Yeah, apparently. Uh, San Jose, oof, that's ru- mm. a lot of Vegas fans are happy right now because it's so man, early. Still. It's still really early, but they look so bad. Dude, they have 9 points in 12 games. They look so bad. Like it's not just that. They just when you I've watched a few games because I like watching their misery. 
and Eric the, Carlson just doesn't care or something. I, like he's I like, know. I'm gonna turn over the puck or I'm gonna pass it directly to the opponent in front of the goal. Like it's, it's they 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 invested their money on defense and they can't play defense. Yeah. And their goaltending is can't even cover that up. Nope. So like I don't I, I, I don't see them I know it's really early, but I don't see them coming back from this. And the best part is they don't have their first round pick. Nope, they don't. <laughs> because they kept Eric Carlson, yeah, who, who is to, now screwing them over. Yeah, Ottawa, uh, they, they lost to the team that owns their first round pick, which really sucks. So remember when Vegas was trying really hard to get Eric Carlson? Yeah. I'm really glad that didn't work out. That's true. I'm really glad they got, got Mark Stone. Mark Stone instead, yeah. Because that could have actually gone complete opposite, and Mark Stone could have ended up in San Jose. Yeah, and... which which is weird because San Jose needs the forwards more than... Right? Oh, man. And we need the oh, defense. Like, yeah, we need the defense. It's kind of ironic. But yeah, so... Uh, so the Kings... Oh, man. man I, don't know. I don't know. I don't even... You know what the Kings story are. And and I think the only one we, we forgot about was the Ducks, which I think that they're going to start to oh, fall yeah. off too. I totally forgot the Ducks. Uh, That's because they're we, we fall just off. we just talked yeah. about the Ducks. It's because Gibson. Recently. It's the yeah. Gibson show. It's the Gibson. We happened last year. I think they're a year or two away. The R rebuilding. The R. The thing. The thing about the okay. So the Ducks and the Kings are, to be honest with you, in a better situation than the the Sharks because they have young players to build around. They they and they, they have they, more like better draft pick positions because yeah. they've sucked for a while. Yeah. Well, they, they started they started their rebuilding process last year. Yeah. Because they made the playoffs in 2017. Oh, that's and last right. and last year they realized we suck, so we we <laughs> trade off some stuff. They hit, they got a couple few draft picks, a, a good a good prospect pool. The the I mean the 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 goals made it to the uh to the Western Conference and the AHL. Yeah. Uh, the Kings, the Kings had like what two first round picks last year, and both of them are really good picks. Yeah, so, they got one well, of them was Turcot, right? Yeah, Turcot. Yeah, yeah, he's well, real good. Well, the Sharks has nobody in their pool. They have no blue chip talent except for Merkley, who's a who's a who's a head case, and they don't have a first round pick this year. And they only have like the second, and they don't have a third. They don't have any draft picks. Yeah, no, they're in trouble, and, yeah. and their rebuild can't even start. Yeah, they can't start because they're anchored down by these. Aging defensemen. Yeah, so they have yeah. next, and the, the, we'll go on to the next segment real quick here. But they don't have their first for next yeah. next draft. They have a second. They have Philly's third, but not theirs, yeah. which means that if Philly ends up doing better than them, yeah. that they're gonna lose yeah. out a little bit. Yeah. They um. They don't have their fourth. They have two fifths. Okay. Ooh. Oh, great. Ooh, two. Fifths. But they don't have a sixth, and then they have two sevenths. Yeah. But both of them are two from really good teams. One's the Pens, and the other one is like. I think the Capitals. Yeah, they're 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 not the the, the Sharks are not in a good spot. And then right even now. in 2021, they're missing their second yeah, already. They, they don't have any. They don't have any draft capital. They don't have any any good pro like high blue blue chip prospects. So people except are, for Merkley, who's an Ed case. Yeah, and and people are pissed at Pete DeBoer, but they should be more pissed at Doug Wilson at this yeah. point. But yeah, anyways. The the sharks are not doing well, so yeah. all of all of us Vegas fans can celebrate that. So let's let's move least, on. Well, at least they have the 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 five minute major to lean back on, right? Which speaking of which, here's our five minute major news from around the NHL. <laughs> there you go. So that was a, that was a perfect there. Let's, all right, let's start our quick uh, stopwatch here. And uh, okay, so first one is let's talk about Lucas Pisa, former former Golden Knight here, because the funniest thing happened to him. Yep. So Lucas Pisa was a free agent for a while, and the Ducks decided to give him a contract 
in uh, the intention of sending him to the AHL to play there just as a deaf player to yeah, call up someone. Yeah, just to play with the goals and unless he needed to get called up. Yeah. So so that happened. They gave him a contract, a one year contract. They had to put him through waivers because he is a veteran and he has to go through waivers. And guess what happened? The the Winnipeg Jets claimed him off waivers. <laughs> wow, that's so much paperwork to get claimed. Oh my, like, uh, like I don't know why the Jets just didn't sign him in the first place. Maybe he wouldn't agree to their terms, or he maybe, maybe he didn't. Maybe he was approaching like, teams. Ima- imagine Lucas Pisa expecting to go to sunny California. Nope, Winnipeg. Where it's dark <laughs> no, like the entire we year. We don't have. They don't have internet apparently, or something. They have bad internet Wi-Fi. You just have to like Morse code. You, yeah. you, you have to. You have to send carrier pigeons for everything. Oh my god! Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, that that was. Well, I mean, it sucks to be Spiza, but yeah. yeah. Ne- next one is uh, it's the big the big news, the biggest news uh, this week. It just happened. It just got announced this morning, actually. Yeah. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko of the St. Louis Blues has to have. A surgery and he's gonna be out about five months and that was a dislocated shoulder right yes uh broken shoulder I or think. broken so, shoulder or something like that something about his shoulder and that is big loss for the defending Stanley oh cup he was champs. huge he was huge in the stanley cup playoffs like the entire time so yeah that's uh i don't know what's gonna happen with st louis because that's one of their best players um may- maybe they're gonna suck and think of trading petriangelo i don't know we'll see well, and Petrangelo is going to UFA at the end of the season anyway, right? Yeah, this is his last season. So if they're go- if if the St. Louis is going to be bad, uh, and they know they're not going to make the playoffs, they but should the, make the their, trade get line, their pick. They they can trade Petrangelo away to contenders that want, needs defensemen. So hmm. I wonder yeah. who needs defensemen. I don't know. Uh, next, I wonder uh, who needs defensemen that could afford uh, Petrangelo's so, contract, though. Yeah. Um, uh, the next one is there. There is a rumor that went around. Uh, yeah, I sh- I shared it just because it was interesting, yeah. and I'm you like, talk about I mean, it? yeah, it, and it would be cool if it happened, but it was um, I, I saw it on Vital Vegas, and it was that the Wolves. There was a rumor that the Wolves are getting moved to Las Vegas. See, I, I don't want to dis- discount Vital Vegas because they're pretty they're pretty cool and pretty good in some of their sources, but I don't know what the, where their sources came from. But I see this as very, very highly unlikely because number one is the Wolves is one of the few AHL teams that are independently owned and not owned by their parent team. Yep. Um, so if you want to relocate them, that's up to those management, not Vegas. Vegas would basically have to extend an offer to buy that team that would be astronomical yeah because because it's it, it, it they've been in chicago for years and years and i don't and think they have they a want, following like a decent yeah they, they have a decent following and number number two if they if they want to put a team here in vegas either the like i said buy the wolves or expand the ahl which is going to be really hard the the because the seattle already expand is expanding it in 2021 with palm springs yeah I mean, had they known how much hockey would take off in Vegas, I'm sure they probably would have just like submitted yeah. or applied for an expansion AHL team. Yeah, they should. Well, yeah, it's unpredictable. Nobody even saw this coming, so we'll see. Um, yeah, uh, I also want them to. I also want the AHL team to be in Reno instead of Vegas. To be honest with you. Yeah. And uh, last one is Batman. Uh, with a chirp. <laughs> oh, this is a, this is a good one. So so you know he get, he was getting interviewed around the Heritage Classic, which was the Jets versus the Calgary. 
Calgary. Calgary. Yeah, the Flames. Um, I, I, I was getting them confused with Canadians. But yeah, Jets versus Calgary, and it was an outdoor like stadium game. Yeah. Right? And so, yeah. They're, he, they're, were, he was asked about the playoff format, uh, about the NHL's playoff format. And his, his reply was, we think the format we have works extremely well. Unless you're a Leafs fan. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so the background on that, and I'll let Carlo say it. Uh, because so the, Le- so the Leafs fans have been complaining a lot because er- they keep getting eliminated in the first round because they keep getting matched up against Boston and or Tampa, Tampa Bay. Or Toronto? Yeah. Tampa oh, no, Bay. Or Tampa. Yeah. yeah. So they, they think it's unfair, and they, they've been complaining a lot. The Leafs fans, I mean. So, yeah. That's so, it. I so, thought it was hilarious, so... And that was exactly five minutes. We got through our four points. Awesome. So, uh, so yeah, that was a, another another one for you here. There's not a lot of games in the next week, but we're we're gonna get back in and uh, try to do another recording either Sunday or Monday um, of next week. So the first Sunday or Monday in in November. Yeah. Um, daylight savings time coming up, so make sure that oh dang yeah, make sure right. you change all your clocks. Then that's just a PSA. I didn't get a lot of dad jokes in this episode. No, no, we we used so many last time. It yeah. was so good though. Um, okay. we'll we'll have to think of some for for the next one. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening again. Uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, if if you're around and going to any of the games, uh, hit us up. Yeah, I'm Carlo. Uh, you can follow me at SumDude88 on Twitter. It's spelled S-U-M-D-O-O-D. And I'm Andrew, also known as at Choi underscore AJ. And that's C-H-O-I underscore AJ. And so, yeah, we hope you like that we're continuously doing these every week or so. And uh, till next time. Bye. Later.